This is Colin, he has a problem He has a lot of DVDs and some of them he hasn't seen So he's gonna grab his son and they're gonna watch each one until the pile is empty These films are still under wraps, still under wraps Unwatched, unloved and still under wraps, still under wraps, still under These films are unwatched, unloved and still under wraps Hello dear listener and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. How's it going? It It is. It's certainly... Yep. Good, good. What, just... you, what have you been up to? That I, I have received private messages saying this is certain people's favourite segment same old, the, the, same old. The really. what have you been up to segment. Same old, same old, really. Good. More Marvel. More Marvel. More Bond. More Bond. Um, the Spy Who Loved Me is actually pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's a good one. Yeah. It's, it's uh, good to be getting back into good films after the last couple, which were at, at best okay. Yep. And at worst, why? Why? How's your walking going? Uh, it hasn't. Oh, dear. Your legs are broken? <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the, the first two days after we recorded the last podcast, my legs were still aching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I just didn't. I didn't. You just didn't? No. I did today. I have been continuing to... Do so, but yes, the the enthusiasm is uh, variable, mm. um, and I got caught out in the rain for a brief period today too. So, did you bring an umbrella? No, no, I did have a coat in my my backpack, a a, a waterproof jacket. Um, but as it started to come down, there was a uh, barbecue area with a, a shelter that I ducked under for 30 seconds and it sort of eased up and so I continued on. And then it started raining, didn't well, it? Well, no, no, not really. It sort of was on and off spitting, but uh, I was already hot and sweaty anyway. So it cooled me down. So that's the weather hindcast. That's right. Um, the other exciting uh, event that happened today is that I took my phone apart and replaced its um, internal battery. Right. Well, its battery. It's it's a a sealed inside the unit type battery as opposed to one that you can just pop the back off. And which for you Apple people, um, <laughs> that's something that you live with. But uh, this this is the first phone that I've had where the the battery has been um, sort of built into the machine. But that didn't stop me. I managed to get the thing apart and uh, eBayed a, a battery, and it's it's alive again. And as far as you know, everything works. Yep. Well, um, yeah. After a couple of years, um, and usually <laughs> I'm terrible and just okay. The battery's dying. I buy a new phone. Yay, I can buy a new phone. Well, I just couldn't justify it. I'm quite happy with this particular phone. It's got a 
a reasonable camera in it and um yeah so i thought i'll pay 22 bucks for a battery and um that included the tools and i opened it up and old shaky hands managed to get the little screws out and got the hairdryer onto the back of it to to release the glue from the the battery um yeah and it's in and it seems to be holding a charge quite happily now and then I unplugged the hairdryer and had some toast. That's right. Um, I'm sure our dear listener is uh, most excited about today's events. The the toast at the end of uh, said dramas is the icing on the cake. Or the butter and Vegemite on the toast. Mm. Yes, Thomas has Vegemite. The breakfast of champions. Um, the breakfast of I'm not getting out a bowl and Cole's wheat bix has been weird for a couple of years now and I'm, I'm not going through <laughs> with that. Oh dear. Look, I reckon the uh, the wheat bix in the cupboard is probably almost uh, its use by date by now. No one's oh, yeah, been eating no, it. Nobody eats wheat bix these days. No. It's, it's because I've tortured our kids with wheat bix, or at least the Cole's branded version of wheat bix and. They're heartily sick of it, which has meant that they get their own breakfast finally. The formula changed. Yes. The formula changed so drastically. So after 21 years, Thomas is now getting his own breakfast. (laughs) Look, I've been getting my own breakfast for a few years now. A couple, yes. For some value of breakfast. Mm, Yes, yes. Some sometimes breakfast is is morning tea. Yeah, sometimes it's lunch. Mm. Yes. Sometimes lunch is also morning tea. Anyway, if we keep gas bagging on, it'll be breakfast time before we even uh, watch the film, which may or may not actually be in the case. It may actually be ticking away, playing at the moment. <laughs> Yeah, there's um, there's yes. a suspicious counter there over there. There is a suspicious counter that's, that's... up to a, a fairly decently high um, mm. n- non-trailers type level of yeah. highness. So, yes, yeah. we'll have to... I, I would be worried if there were 17 minutes of trailers. I would be too. The film is already in the machine. Uh, a little... <laughs> um... <laughs> Unless you want to want to swap it. Unless for, we want to swap it for the features. special features. The special features for what film, Thomas? Billy Elliot. I'm quite looking forward to Billy Elliot. I, I suspect my understanding is that uh, there will be some tense bits, but I, uh, it's underlying um, a, a feel-good movie, I believe. I could be entirely wrong, but I'm... I'm hyped up to have a feel feel good movie today i need that i need that in my life i think we all need a feel good movie in our lives right now um i could be wrong thomas you may be able to hint as to whether i'm right or wrong by reading the uh plot synopsis off the back of the uh dvd case if you would Billy Elliot is a heartwarming tale of an 11-year-old coal miner's son in the north of England, whose whole life is forever changed when he stumbles upon Mrs. Wilkinson's ballet class during his weekly boxing lesson. Before long, he finds himself immersed in ballet, 
demonstrating a raw talent never seen before, and reaching for a dream that changes the lives of everyone he touches. This is this is not an Australian copy. It is not an Australian copy. Um, I ordered it from the UK. I cannot remember why. Probably because it was the cheapest way that I could get a copy of it. Well, there we go. And it also explains why the case is open, because as a general rule, if I order from the UK, there's an awful rattly noise, and I need to check whether the discs are in a decent state. So I would have done that. Thank you, Thomas, for the, the sound effects. Um, Billy Elliot is played by... Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell. So Jamie Bell still is uh, pops up now and then in the uh, the cinematic world. Um, of more interest, possibly, is the uh, the fact that this is, I believe, based on a stage play or stage production. No. Or did it this happen the other way around? It's the other way around. It's the other way around. Because okay. the bonus features do list from screen to stage, ah. transforming a successful film into okay. a stage show. Um, okay, so I got that wrong, but um, Tom Holland was one of the kids who performed on stage. That sort of explains why he's uh, nimble on his feet, I guess. And then sometime later, he'd go on to put on an, a very convincing American accent. When did he do that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then shocked everyone in interviews when his accent was definitely not American. No. No. Uh, I'm quite fond of the lad, actually. He's a, he's yeah. a decent actor. Um, but that's not who we're watching. No, we're watching Jamie Bell. Jamie Bell, who is also a fine actor. In working title films and BBC films in association with the Arts Council of England present a Tiger Aspect Pictures production in association with WT2, Billy Elliot. <laughs> it takes all sorts to make a film. Mm. Um, and we'll see what film it is and decide whether that film is worthy of staying on the shelf and um, we'll catch you on the flip side turn to side B with a pirouette and a mongrel okay I don't think that's a ballet move what a pirouette and a mongrel or a mongrel a mongrel no I don't know we'll have to google it let's just put (laughs) play the tape So, what did you think? That was all right, wasn't it? Oh, I loved that. Um, it's certainly working class, mm. um, and uh, and that's that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. But um, talk about emotions mm. and, <laughs> and tugging at, and uh, oh, look, it was just. Acting was great. The music was great. The cinematography was great. It was just a, a great 
film that, yes, ultimately was a um, life-affirming film, I thought. Mm. Uh, even though they're back down mill, or <laughs> mine, back down mine. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> Let's talk about the 1984-85 UK miners' strike, shall we? Um, look, it it is interesting because um, I do have memories of it. Uh, it was well and truly on the news all the way over here, and... Um, the the ramifications of uh, Thatcherism um, mm. certainly rippled across here too, and uh, had major implications that, uh, as far as unions uh, were concerned, over here. So, but yeah. yes, what what do you want to uh, raise? Yeah, a, a, a conservative government, as conservative governments tend to do had a problem with trade unions yep. and unions in general. And so they, they, they set about not, not being good to unions. Uh, what what the, the, the UK government of the time wanted to do at the time was close coal mines. Yeah. And the result of the strike was that the UK government closed coal mines and continued to close coal mines. And eventually they were privatised. And exactly. here in the year 2020, uh, there have been no open collieries since five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not a fan of coal. No, no. <laughs> there, are, there are far better options as far as environment goes but back in the 80 uh, back in the 80s um, it is what certainly what the UK had um, mm. and and had been living with it for uh, <laughs> hundreds of years mm. so uh, yeah and it was work yes yep it was work and um, it powered the country. It gave the country independence, and yeah, I, I'm I'm very much against coal too. But mm. when there is no viable alternative, which nowadays there are, and you, you only have to look at the uh, the wind farms in the UK to to know that uh, yes, there there are alternatives. But even those have been built on the back of uh, other power sources to construct them. So. Yeah, it, it's a it's a tangled web, but um, and but as far as uh, Thatcherism and and unionism and the clash thereof, um, it was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. Um, and y you know, you know what caused the strike to fall over in the end? They they weren't organised enough. No. They didn't have a national vote and the strike as a whole was ruled illegal. Yeah. And and so everyone just went back. Yep. Yeah. Yes, it's uh, it, it's a, a horrible time in history and and um if 
if there is a um, an industry that has suffered for um, its unions and <laughs> and uh, and the very reason that unions first were being developed were um, in the, in the early um, in, the, in the during the industrial revolution. Mm. Uh, so you, you you've got the mines and you've got the the mills and um, and the but the the working condition in mines was much improved due to uh, the the work of the unions and uh, yeah it's a <laughs> it's a crazy confused uh, history and and mess and you you will always have that clash of um, capitalism versus the the socialism of unionism so it's I'm only pretending I know what I'm talking about. Uh, but uh, having family that has worked down mines, um, not for coal, but for various other materials and, and suffering from uh, mining disasters and things like that, it's uh, you and I owe our lives to mm. um, the, the work of our forefathers in mines so and on both sides of the family so yes but the film the film oh look it it is a tricky thing to have such a young actor and have the development of a skill uh, displayed on screen mm. and i think it was done incredibly well I do not know whether it was done uh, sequentially so that he was actually trained as they filmed or or what, but uh, it it just just seeing the growth in skill mm. was just wonderful. L- last week, I think I said that that this was a musical. This is this is not a. Musical. It is not a musical. Um, um, a musical is based on this film. Yes. Um, uh, again, you, you had the same confusion that I did. Mm. Um, cart before horse, 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 which came first, the chicken or the egg, or the cart, or the horse. Big or- bang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but no, it wasn't a musical, but uh, music was integral mm. to the, uh, I mean, any decent motion picture worth its salt um you know it draws on the power of its soundtrack but uh this was very much integral uh, if you've got people dancing then mm. yeah th- there's going to be music involved and uh, yeah it was kind of weird um having swan lake suddenly pop up from that and i had flashbacks of Things that I had forgotten about my own childhood that I quickly double-checked. And um, I'd actually gone to see, when I was eight, a performance of Swan Lake um, by... And I do not know how long it was in existence for, but it was actually the Tasmanian Ballet Company. Right. Um, in 1976, so I was eight, um, so it was a late... 76 so 
I was eight, eight, eight and a half. But um, just listening to that music suddenly brought me straight back into sitting uh, in that theatre, uh, the oldest continuously uh, operating theatre in Australia, um, a beautiful building, um, not necessarily ideal for uh, a ballet performance, but I still remember being incredibly moved by it. Um, I also remember a large swathes of the rest of the class groups not being so much and being very restless, but um, just the movement and motion. and um, So I did my little stint of uh, ballet at around that age. Um, there was a, a school, uh, after-school group that, that did it, um, but it more concentrated on jazz ballet, um, which didn't do it for me. So, um, my entire career as a uh, classical ballet dancer was just destroyed there and then. Uh, but it wasn't for Billy. No. No. I'm, I'm still abuzz with that film. Um, it just, just the, um, I'm trying to think of the word. What is the word where you've got things playing off each other that aren't technically... Uh, uh, related to one another, but it juxtaposition. Yeah, the, the juxtaposition. I should have known yeah. that. It's the word that you yeah. use in any art uh, assignment to, to get extra marks. Yeah, yeah the we, juxtaposition in it was just superb. We we've talked about the dancing. We've talked about the unions. Yeah, and and almost any time there was music going on, there was that juxtaposition of ballet. And the strike. And the strike, yes. And, and uh, to increasing intensity, and, and then that was the other interesting thing, was the, the juxtaposition of intensity as well. So, mm. um, yeah, just very, very well put together film. I think my one favourite scene, my, I shouldn't say scene, it's, it's a transition, where uh, Billy is angrily tap dancing down the road and he gets to the end and then he puts on a coat and it's snowing and it's clearly <laughs> been snowing for quite some time. Yes. We haven't seen snow while he's been tap dancing along the road, but he gets there. Yep. His friend Michael calls out to him. He puts on his coat and it's night and it's snowing. Yep. And I love that transition. Yeah, yeah. What a uh, good transition. Yeah. Um, which also reminds me of relationships as well. Um, just the the number of relationships that Billy has in this film. The relationship with his dad and with his brother, with his grandmother and uh, with his best friend. Um, it's just the number of just things that he's having to deal with relationship wise uh, and his mother as well um who is still present although not present um yeah a and sorry the dancing instructor mm. uh, just so many relationships that um in such a uh, a condensed film it could easily have been mishandled and those relationships would have come off as as being trite, I think. Mm. Um, but 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 even the relationship with his friend and the the, 
the homosexual undertones uh, mm. that are sort of being uh, accepted and not accepted. And um, it's just, look, it was really, really solid film. Mm. Yeah. Anything else you want to? No, I think that? I, I'm, I'm all else. I'm... Um, Sorry, I do have one one little nitpick, and that was to do with continuity, um, with a, a certain pillow fight um, where <laughs> Billy is absolutely covered in feathers and, and fine uh, feathers at, at that that are virtually impossible to just brush off. And in the mm. next scene where he's in the car, all of those feathers have mysteriously disappeared. Yeah. Um, which threw, uh, it's the way my mind works. It just threw me just a little bit. But other than that, <laughs> five <No>. stars. <laughs> we, we get no indication whatsoever that the dance instructor has even noticed the feathers. No, no. <laughs> were you waiting for the... I was. Yes, and so was I. Um, but again, who's to say that there wasn't that what is real type of situation because they did go into not quite knowing how close to the truth of the story um, certain scenes were uh, or, or whether things were in imaginations and mm. what have you. But uh, um, that's definitely staying on the shelf um, mm-hmm. to the extent where I may very well have a look at some of the extra features on the, the second disc. So, um, yes. Um Probably, probably not showing it to the younger ones, guess. No, yes. no, there are certainly plenty of um, uh, lower to middle class uh, language. Well, sorry, that's that's not fair um, in, entirely. I've certainly heard those very words come from every class. Well, yes. And, um, <laughs> um, yeah, but it it's it certainly. I have heard those words come out of kids' mouths before and be sort of made made to feel uncomfortable. Um, They felt right coming out of Billy's mouth Mm. um, Mm -hmm. because of his upbringing. And um, and, and it was, again, part of him. He he was very much a solidly crafted three-dimensional character. Yeah. uh, Including his language. Yes. Yes, all right. So, staying on the shelf. Yes. Shall we move on? Yes, let's. Okay. What's on the shelf? Battle Royale. We've got a lot of suggestions. Gotta get through them now. Or at least some of them. We've got to work that out. What's on the shelf? Battle Royale. Okay. So, so we did a, a bit of a retabulation of... How many films there are left in this series? <laughs> we did, including a uh, a, a sudden realization whilst going for a walk uh, yesterday, I think it was, and realizing that, hang on, I don't think a certain film that I haven't seen that I know is on the shelf is actually on the list. So our list has grown by one. Mm, it has. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, at the moment, as far as I'm aware. He says as he makes sure he's definitely got his maths right. As far as I am aware, synchronise, please. Needless to say, whilst it's synchronising, 
this final season of um, Still Under Wraps is going to be a long extended season. Not not by a huge amount, but it is. There's there's not enough to uh, start a fourth season. As far as I'm aware, there are exactly ten films remaining okay. in the season. Okay. There's there's not a lot left. That that is scary. Um, I'm just trying to think that that will bring us to um, past Christmas. No. Or before Christmas, uh, just before Christmas. Mid to late November. Mid to late November. I don't know. What day is it? What, uh, year, what year is it? It's the 9th of September, <laughs> 2020. Oh, or sometime very late in March, depending on who you Which ask. calendar you're using, yes. The COVID calendar. That all being said, there are currently... 66 films on the What's on the Shelf list. Okay, so you're going to say I'm rounding six up. points. You are going it, to round up. It doesn't matter it in the It really long run. doesn't matter. They all get done. Uh, we do thank all those who have contributed in the past week. And uh, uh, yes, so Thomas, would you be so kind to activate the randomizing random randomometer? Powered by random.org's random integer set generator. And spit out seven films for us, please. Okay. So, Mm -hmm. number three. Number three. Todd. Hi, Todd. Suggests Gran Torino. I've seen Gran Torino. I saw it in a humanities class of some description. That was very brave of you. What did you think of... No, sorry, we, we won't go down that path. It, it's, a, it's a Clint Eastwood film. It is and, a Clint Eastwood we've established, film. we've sort of established how you feel about Clint yes. Eastwood films. That being said, I have seen Gran mm. Torino. And for a little while there, somehow I had two copies of it on the shelf. Not just one, but two. Are there currently any copies on the shelf? No. There are not. No. No. Uh, once I'd watched it, that was enough for me, and um, it w- both copies went somewhere else. It's it's an interesting film. I wouldn't watch it again. Yep. Um, especially not in small pieces over the course of a couple of weeks. That is not the way to watch Grand Torino. Or any film. No. Really. No, not Thanks, at all. high school. Thanks, high school. Um, yeah. So it was high school rather than college that you... It was high school, yes. Wow. I remember signing a form for that one. I don't believe you <laughs> needed to. Uh, all right, then. So, um, so yeah. two points there. Um, and a multiplier... Yeah, it was interesting. I'm not sure I liked it. No, I didn't. It's, um, I didn't. And uh, I know that there are certain parties who uh, very, very, very much like it. Um, and I don't. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's it's a confronting film, and it says some things about Clint Eastwood that that don't don't paint him in a a particularly good light, I don't think. Mm. Yeah. 
anyway. Anyway. Um, so th- that was two points, and I don't think no, it gets a multiplier. No multiplier there. No. No. Jill. Hi, Jill. Suggests the 1982 Annie. Huh. The sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow there will be, there'll be sun. Sun. <laughs> By chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Yes, I have seen it. Uh, yes, I've seen it. It's on the shelf. And and we're not giving that a multiplayer. No. We just did a callback to a thing in the film. Did we? Yes. Uh, that was in the... That was yes. the, the, the very was. first... Fat chance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the sun will come yeah, out tomorrow. tomorrow. She wanders away. Yes. Mm, yes. <laughs> in good old grey, grey United Kingdom. Yes, yes. <sighs> County Durham. Three points, unmultiplied. Three points, unmultiplied. Mm. In fact, I think there might be multiple copies of it on the shelf, but you don't get any extra points for that either. One of them's probably in a box some set. box set somewhere. Yeah. Okay, next one. Uh, M. Hi, M. Who didn't submit this week. M, we missed you this week. We did. We hope you're well. Yes. Uh, M suggests... Yes. Apollo 13. Of course I've seen Apollo 13. I don't remember having seen Apollo 13, what? but on this one... I'm pretty sure no, I I'm have. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I, I would have force-fed you that, I'm sure of it. Uh, and it is definitely on the shelf, but only in DVD. Because I bought that very early on in the piece. Uh, good, solid film. Um, three points, no multiplier. Helen. Hi, Helen. Well, I'm four in a row, different people. So that's good. Yes. Uh, but it's not going to score Helen any points. Oh, Helen. Um, was she being brave in suggesting something that was out of the square? The assassination the of Jesse, Jesse James, James by the fake. coward Robert for Robert Robert Ford. I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> the assassination yes. of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. What a classic name of a film. It. It did intrigue me when this first came out that a film with such a name I should go and see, but I didn't, and I haven't, and it's not on the shelf. Sorry, Helen. Meanwhile, M's back to score some easy points. Easy points for M. Three points for Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Which I really must see, watch again, because I seem to recall that I did quite enjoy that. It's a good film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it sort of gets buried under the the uh, the big uh, Pixar mm. films, but uh, I think uh, it's, it, a, it's a quiet achiever. It's well before the now time when they're, they're sort of variable. Yes. They, they were still consistently making good films back yep. then. Yeah. Okay. Number 53. Yes. Lee Sargent suggests... Lee! Hi, Lee. And, and I it, thought for I, a moment we were going to have a Lee free zone. Mm, and I think 
the number of points this gets might be uh, controversial. Might it? Jaws, which doesn't get any points from me, and does get a point for you having watched it. Yes, yes it does, and... Nothing else. Nothing else. So, one point, no multiplier... So now, it's so not, now, it is not on the shelf. Jaws not. is not on the shelf. I, I'm actually surprised that it's not on the shelf. Uh, look, I, I very much recognise um, the the impressive work that uh, is involved in in Jaws. It, it is a masterpiece, and yet it's not a. F- I think I had my fill of watching Jaws um, the 10 years after it came out, um, so, including watching it at a pool party uh, projected on a... Uh, oh, that's a choice. A, a rear projection uh, screen that was on the side of the pool. Um, yeah, so w- once you've done that, I-, I think you get to a point where it- it's not the type of film that, oh, look, I might slap that back into the machine and, and watch it. And nowadays, um, look, I don't even know whether it's... I'm sure it must be available on some streaming. Oh, yes, surely. Unless it's not. Um, yes. So, I'm sorry, Lee. Um, but on the flip side, um, I question whether Lee has a copy of it on the shelf. But that that's neither here nor there. Jaws, 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 Jaws. Thomas yeah, is it's just, on Prime. It's on Prime. There we go. Or Foxtel now. Yeah. Speaking of... Lee suggests, uh, finally, for one point, uh, the third film in a series that only has one film. Um, sorry, I'm not familiar with what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you get that point for that film that may or may not exist. Mm. Uh, Matrix regurgitated. Mm. He's seen it, I haven't, it's not on the shelf. It's not on the shelf. And that's all that will be said about it. That's right. Uh, Is that it? That's it. That's it. So well done, all those who earned points. Mm -hmm. Sorry for those who didn't, and no apologies for those who didn't get huge scores either. Um... (laughs) Sounds like their problem. Yeah. Hey, let's move on. Shake the phone and pick a film, and then we'll watch the film next week. So, there there are ten films left in the season. Yes. Uh, There are only eight entries in the database that could be selected. Okay. So... So... (laughs) uh, one, One of them will represent... If it is selected, the next three the weeks. Next, yes, the next three weeks, yes. Which is becoming increasingly more likely. Oh, well, look, I don't think they need to be. What's the point in spreading them out? Oh, uh, that is true. <laughs> Listener retention. Hey, so you know that film that you added on a walk, what, yesterday? Today? Uh, I, yesterday, it was mm. yesterday. I was listening to a podcast about Studio Ghibli. And uh, they were actually in Japan uh, interviewing various people, including someone who has worked on some Studio Ghibli films. However, 
he's, he's also worked on a British film called... Ethel and Ernest. Ethel and Ernest, which is based on a Raymond Briggs book. Raymond Briggs is a author slash illustrator. And depending on which book it is, uh, that sort of uh, the emphasis sort of flips between the two. Um, and it is based on a book by him, which is based on his memoirs of his parents, right. I believe. Um, Raymond Briggs is a uh, author who I grew up with. Um, having a, a certain background influence in my life, including uh, Fungus the Bogeyman, mm-hmm. uh, The Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, I've read Fungus and The Man. Um, um, the Snowman. I don't think I've read The Snowman. Uh, what was the war one? Um, any, anyway, n- a number of... Um, what is the phrase? Graphic novels? Yes, yeah. that, that is the word. Yes. The, the word is graphic novels. <laughs> yeah. One word. <laughs> um, graphic yes. novels or one word or um, one word. Yeah. So he's, he's quite uh, quite an interesting writer. And uh, I, I when I found out that he... Uh, that I believe he was involved in the production of the, the film too. Um, but... Thomas, would you be so kind as to confirm or uh, completely throw out everything that I've just said and read what's on the back of the case of Ethel and Ernest? Based on the book by author and illustrator Raymond Briggs, this hand-drawn animated feature film tells the true story of the author's own parents, Ethel and Ernest, Two ordinary Londoners living through a period of extraordinary events and immense social change. Is that it? That's cutting out most of it, which is self-congratulatory. Self-congratulatory. Right, okay. Um, Yes, so, um, a bit of animated uh, entertainment or otherwise. Um, and in, indeed, uh, the otherwise may very well be the case because usually his books have a an unsettlingly dark nature throughout. Um, yeah, things are are not necessarily always happy and merry. And as it's based on a true story, that's life, isn't it? Mm. And we shall find out next week. By watching Ethel and Ernst, we hope that you can join us next week. And until then, we'll catch you next time. Bye. You have been listening to Still Under Wraps. Your hosts were Colin, who produces and edits the show, and Thomas, who makes the artwork and music. Still Under Wraps is recorded in the Deranged Cat Studios in scenic Tasmania, Australia. Movies are selected at random through My Movies, an excellent piece of movie collection software. You can find links to that, as well as our quote-unquote blog and our Facebook group, in the show notes. Still Under Wraps is a High Hello production.
another abrupt wrap up there. Mm. Were you going to say anything? No. Good. No. I I I I thought you might have something else, but no. I guess. I think there was something else I was going to say, but I can't remember what it was. When when there's nothing left to say, it just there's just nothing left to just say. Just ends. Yes. <sighs> yep. Just ends. Mm-hmm. Nothing more to say. Yep. Not a thing. Zip. Nope. Nada. Hey, are you going to hit the button? Which one is it? That one. Thomas, you may be able to hint as to whether I'm right or wrong by reading the uh, plot synopsis off the back of the uh, DVD case, if you would. When you're ready. In your own time. <laughs> you go, boy. Go. Run like the wind, bullseye. <laughs> okay, shutting up. I will shut up.